0: Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Wednesday, April 19th. On this date in 1993, a 51-day siege at the Branch Davidian compound in Texas ended as fire destroyed the buildings while federal agents smashed their way in. About 80 people, including two dozen children, died. On this date in 1995, a truck bomb destroyed the Alfred Murrah Federal Building in Oklahoma City, killing 168 Prosecutors said bomber Timothy McVeigh planned the attack as revenge for the Waco killing. And the American Revolutionary War began on this date in 1775. Can you make your history teacher proud by remembering the first battles of that war? I'll have that answer coming up. But first, Let's see what your Wednesday forecast has in store over at the First Alert Weather Center. A warm day across the low country for our Wednesday. Meteorologist Stephanie Sainia from Live 5 News checking out the forecast. Temperatures in the mid to upper 80s across the area by the afternoon. It's almost 10 degrees above average, staying warm, sunny, dry. For tonight, those overnight lows staying in the upper 50s for most of the region. All in all, the next few days, very nice. Next train chance on the way, that's Saturday drying out though for the end of the weekend. You're listening to morning y'all your local headlines and
1: first alert weather forecast powered by the low countries news leader live five news. Now
0: let's get to your morning headlines.
1: A man is facing assault and battery charges after allegedly touching a Roper St. Francis nurse inappropriately. 30-year-old Eric Cleveland is also accused of making unwanted sexual advances towards that nurse. Charleston police say the nurse ignored Cleveland when he first began flirting with her, but as she continued to work, she noticed Cleveland appeared to be following her. Around an hour later, Cleveland allegedly walked into a closed off area where the nurse was alone, which led her to duck under his arm and escape. Police say the woman then was followed into another room where Cleveland made another inappropriate comment and touched her. A trespassing notice was issued to Cleveland and he later admitted to touching and making those advances.
0: Roper St. Francis released a statement after the incident saying, in part, our caregivers deserve to feel physically, mentally and emotionally safe at work. We've made numerous efforts to enhance workplace safety. We'll continue to prioritize our teammates' safety and do everything we can to create a safe work environment for them. (laughs) Family, friends, and law enforcement officials continue to search for a Georgetown County man who was last seen a little over a week ago. Daniel Altman was last seen April 11th. The next day, Georgetown County deputies say his car was stolen and involved in a high-speed chase. They say Altman was not in the car and is still missing, and deputies say they still haven't determined how the suspects in the chase got a hold of his car. Our Molly McBride spoke to Altman's sister and tells us what she wants the community to know.
2: Daniel's sister, Caroline, tells me right now the family is in fight-or-flight mode. She says she would do anything to hear him call her sissy just one more time. It's just heartbreaking to think that I may never hear him say that again. If you needed help with anything, Caroline says you could call Daniel and he'd be there. Now Daniel's family and his friends want answers. Caroline says finding out Daniel's car was involved in a high speed chase was very concerning for their family because they have no connection with the suspects in the case. She says Daniel worked hard for that car, saving money from a young age. Daniel would not willingly give someone his vehicle. Daniel works at Texas Roadhouse and would get off late at night. She says the night of April 10th, he said he was headed to King Street to meet a woman. But she says she doesn't know anyone in King Street and that Daniel did not normally hang out there or have friends in that area. We know that Daniel wouldn't run away. He has a house, a job, a car, a dog. He wouldn't just leave all these things behind and not say anything to us or his friends. Anyone who knows anything is asked to contact the Georgetown County Sheriff's Office at 843-546-5102. We also have that phone number under this web story at live 5 com. In the newsroom, Molly McBride, Life 5 News.
1: We're getting new insight into another arrest that happened in the hours after the mass shooting that left five people hurt on Isle of Palms a week, ago, a week and a half ago. Isle of Palms police say two people
0: were arrested in the wake of the shooting, but no word on if either person was actually responsible for the shooting. But now, emails from Charleston police show they also arrested a 17-year-old who was driving a stolen car who matched the description of one of the suspects from the shooting. According to those emails, on the night of the shooting on April 7th, Police pulled over a car in West Ashley with a bullet
1: hole on the passenger side. The passengers were interviewed and the group said they were at IOP during the shooting. No weapons were found in the car. When police looked through the teen's phone, they saw pictures of him holding a rifle the morning of the shooting and holding the same gun about an hour before being pulled over. The
0: emails show the teen was arrested that night in charge with possession of a stolen vehicle, an 18-year-old and another juvenile who were also arrested following the shooting they are facing weapons charges
1: now the chief of the ala Palms Police Department has presented recommendations to the city's Public Safety Committee on how they can better prevent and respond to crime uh, weeks after the shooting now during a special called meeting chief Kevin Cornett he said that he spoke to his staff and asked what would help them respond to incidents in the city better they decided to ask counsel to consider recommendations creating an ordinance that would require a permit for large group gatherings of more than 30 people, growing their drone program to get a better bird's eye view, adding a transport van, assigning an officer to an FBI task force, setting surveillance tower and cameras, and lastly, seeking EMT basic certification for their officers.
0: A lot of what he talked about was giving us the ability to understand who was on our beach so that we can then help to keep everybody safe uh, and in a comfortable and fun environment.
1: Cornette says this is an active and fluid investigation. They're continuing to follow up on multiple leads.
0: Governor Ron DeSantis is set to make a visit to the Lowcountry today. The Florida governor's visit is his latest stop on his nationwide book tour. DeSantis is expected to discuss topics from his book, The Courage to be Free, Florida's b- Blueprint for America's Revival, at an event in North Charleston. That event is set to begin at 10.30 this morning at the Montague Terrace at the North Charleston Coliseum. Afterwards, DeSantis and his wife will hold a discussion at the Somerville Country Club. That's scheduled for 2 p.m. It'll be hosted by the Dorchester County GOP. DeSantis is then set to travel to the upstate for an event in Spartanburg.
1: Governor Henry McMaster has asked the U.S. Court of Appeals to end the boycott of a new terminal in North Charleston. The governor has filed a friend of the court brief, SC State Ports Authority versus National Labor Relations Board, urging the court to act to stop what he calls the International Longshoremen's Association's boycott of the Hugh Leatherman Terminal. Now the ILA's boycott is taking place until all container work at the new facility is given to ILA members, including the work traditionally and consistently performed by state employees. McMaster says the terminal is a critical part of our state's economic development portfolio. Women make up slightly more than half of South Carolina's um, population. Yeah, but a new report found they are drastically underrepresented in elected offices. Now, at the statehouse, women hold less than 15% of the seats in the legislature. That's a 3% drop from last year after five female lawmakers lost their seats last November.
0: That also put South Carolina 47th in the nation when it comes to female representation at statehouses.
2: We bring a different skill set. Me personally, I think in the legislature and our
0: experiences as women are different than those of men. And we need to make sure our voice is heard. Current lawmakers say women are just as likely to win seats as male candidates, but they're less likely to be asked to run or believe they're qualified enough.
1: A local nonprofit organization wants to help increase access to mental health services in Title One schools in Charleston County. Charleston Hope is hosting a fundraiser tomorrow to raise money to do just that. Samantha Popovic, she joins us live in downtown Charleston. And Samantha, what will these funds provide?
3: Good morning. Charleston Hope's goal is to raise $35,000 by Sunday, which would provide 350 hours of clinical therapy to elementary school students in Charleston County. Charleston Hope founder and executive director Emily Kerr says tomorrow's fundraiser will unveil the nonprofit's new mission and vision statement, which is to provide more mental health support for students in low, high poverty areas by bringing in new strategies. She says the organization currently works with the Charleston County School District, connecting them with MUSC local clinicians and partners to bring in licensed professional counselors. She says Local school teachers in Charleston County emphasized COVID-19 affected the mental health of elementary students, increasing depression and anxiety, mainly due to isolation. Kerr says $35,000 would be able to provide 35 students with 10 one-on-one weekly sessions of clinical therapy at their school, either during the school day or after school hours. Is money to bring in more clinicians, to bring in more support into our schools, to expand to another school in Charleston. And this year alone, we're, we've provided and will have provided over 300 hours of mental health support for students, one-to-one in two schools. And we hope to increase that, if not double that, by next year. says there are still limited tickets available for purchase and the event will be held at the Harbor Club tomorrow at 6 30 p.m. For more information on how you can donate, head to our website live 5 news.com and click the link in this article reporting live in downtown Charleston, Samantha Popovics Live 5 News. Well National
1: Prescription Drug Take Back Day is inching closer and South Carolina's Department of Health and Environmental Control they want to make sure you dispose of your unused unwanted and expired prescriptions the right way.
0: The nationwide event is hosted twice a year by the DEA and gives residents a chance to do just that as well as make sure those drugs don't end up in the hands of someone who could potentially abuse them. Officials say tablets, capsules, patches, and other solid prescription drugs will be accepted, but they will not take any liquids, syringes, or illegal drugs.
1: Now this Saturday from 10 until 2 p.m., there's going to be a number of different places across the Lowcountry for you to drop off those unused medications. You can find those on our website. Just head to live5news.com and click on the story.
0: At the top of the show, I told you that on this date, 248 years ago, the American Revolutionary War began. The first battles of that war were the battles of Lexington and Concord. If you correctly guessed, you get a gold star for the day. Celebrating birthdays today, actress Eleanor Donahue from Father Knows Best and The Andy Griffith Show is 86. Actor Tim Curry is 77. Death Row Records founder Suge Knight is 58. Actress Ashley Judd is 55. Actor James Franco is 45. And Star Wars actor Hayden Christensen is 42. Thank you again for joining us for Morning Y'all, powered by Live 5 News. I'm Katie Cameron. I hope you have a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow.
1: Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
0: And download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and
2: weather
3: updates 24-7
2: from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.